0: This is Friend of the Family, created by C. Paris, and is a strange and unusual production. Please visit our website at strangeandunusual.com. That's dot com. Thank you.
1: Welcome back, dear listeners to the second installment of Friend of the Family. Last time you met Alice Belford, the latest in a long line of valiant warriors upholding the Belford family's sacred duty to stand against the forces of darkness. Fresh from her first forays against fearsome foes of fiery- You do like the sound of your own voice, don't you? That would be Asmodeus the Vampire, and Alice's partner in the war on evil. Strong, fast, He possesses a killer instinct that is only rivaled by his inability to set a dramatic mood. He
2: does, however, know when to shut up and start the story.
1: Fine then. But as it happens, this story doesn't start with you. Hence the crushing boredom. story begins with Alice, resting in her family's suite in the large Belford Mansion, recalling her latest battle to her listening mother.
3: And then he just reached over and snapped its neck in half. Oh,
4: good. Has Modius saved all those children? That's not the point. But I thought that was your mission. Isn't protecting innocent lives
3: always the point? Well, yeah, but... But? But he did it before I got a chance to get my knife out. I could have handled it just fine, but no. He has to reach over and snap his neck before I even get the chance. Sounds like he saved the day. That's just it. I'm the hunter. I should be the one saving the day. But then Asmodeus had to save me from the poltergeist, and ever since he keeps looking at me with that stupid grin of his that makes me just want to jam. Why why, why are you smiling like that? Oh, nothing. I just think it's cute. Cute?
4: What's cute about it? It's okay, Alice. I had a bit of a crush on Asmodeus, too, when I was your age. Oh, not you, too. In fact, I guess you could say I went through my own little Asmodeus phase. Mom, I I don't... (laughs) You know, there was this one thing he used to do with his tongue.
3: La 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 la
1: la, I don't hear anything. La la la... Alice! Having escaped the psychological trauma of conversing with her mother, Alice runs into her baby sister Wilhelmina. Exuding pure cuteness with every bounce of her pigtails, Wilhelmina pounces on her sister, violently hugging her to the floor.
3: Hi, kiddo. When did you get back? Where would you go? Did you find anything? Did you kill anything? Did you bring me anything? Last night, Santa Fe. Yes, no, and yes. Here. Ooh, pixie sticks! There are real pixies in there, so be careful not to let them out. Wow, they get real angry when I tap like that. So why didn't you kill nothing? Asmodeus, Both missions we've been on, he's killed the thing before I had a chance. Ah, he's the best. No, he's not. Uh Yuh-huh. He's fast and
0: strong and fights all the bad guys. And when I grow up, I'm going to marry him.
3: Why? Because
0: he's so pretty. And he's going to stay pretty forever and ever. So don't get any ideas. He's
3: mine. Wilhelmina, I promise I would rather jab hot pokers through both of my eye sockets.
4: Alice, please. It's nothing to be embarrassed about.
3: Grams. Oh, forgive me for eavesdropping, but really, you shouldn't be so sensitive. You know, when I was your age, I went through a Please, fa- no, I don't think I can take this conversation a second time. Oh, well, your decision. Speaking of which, Alice, are you happy with your new calling? Huh? Do you like being the hunter? Well, yes, I mean, other than my assigned partner. Why? I know your first couple of assignments were a bit... Rough. So I wanted to know if you still wanted to be the hunter. Of course I want to be the hunter. It's all I've ever wanted. Really? You've never thought about living a normal life like a normal teenager? Normal? I mean, sure I've thought about it, but I really don't think it's for me. I just want to make sure you're happy where you are. Especially since your Uncle Lawrence has a new assignment for you. One that might give you a chance to consider your alternative. Life as a normal teenager?
1: Willowdale High School. A typical, average public education center, where thousands of students pour in and out to absorb knowledge into their sponge-like minds. This is a high school as normal as any other, unnoteworthy in any way, save for the recent mysterious disappearances of several students and the bizarre death of one of the faculty. Something ominous is in the air. Producing tension so thick that even the utterly normal students can feel, something is amiss. Hey Laurel, what's up?
5: Zach! Hey Zach, did you hear? What? Oh god, it's horrible. When I heard, I thought I was going to throw up.
1: What? What is it?
5: They're serving fish tacos in the cafeteria again.
6: Again? What are they trying to do? Poison us? I wonder if we come with some kind of insurance policy.
5: Just another a lesson and bringing your own lunch. Anyway, we better go. Class is about to start.
6: Ugh, history class, where happiness goes to die. Oh,
5: come on, Zach. History is fun. Learning about how people lived and the problems they had to overcome. The only thing that can make it any better is to meet someone who's actually lived through it.
6: Yeah, I'm sure it'd be a hoot. Come on, there's so much more important things in life than history class.
5: Like what? Like,
6: like... Her? Whoa, definitely like her.
5: Oh god, not another crush. Who is it this time?
6: I don't know, she must be new.
5: I guess. Looks like she's got a boyfriend though.
6: Who, him? Nah, she'd never go for someone like him.
5: What, handsome and
3: sexy?
6: Try pale with... an umbrella? Who uses an umbrella when it's not raining? Stupid sun.
3: Aw, someone doesn't like this sunshine. Aren't you supposed to burst into flames?
2: Sorry, but as long as I keep my skin covered, I'll be fine, if annoyed.
3: How disappointing.
2: What's making you so crabby today? You slept with my mother. Not recently. (laughs) You know, there was this one thing she used to do with her- Finish
3: that sentence, and I will open that umbrella after I jam it inside of you. Touchy. My mother, my grandmother, anyone else I should know about?
2: Please, I've been sleeping with your ancestors for nearly 400 years, and I don't see that trend stopping anytime soon.
3: That is the most disturbing thing you could have possibly said.
2: No. The most disturbing thing I could have said is that your mother used to be so infatuated with me. She was probably thinking about me the night you were conceived. Ow! That actually hurt a little
3: stupid son. Shut up! Shut up! Just... go. Hi. Hi.
2: Hi. 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 Okay, we are going to need a new word for this to go anywhere.
5: Sorry, he does that. This is Zach, and I'm Laurel. Are you two new?
3: We just transferred in.
6: I'm Alice. Asmodeus. Asmodeus? What, were your parents hippies or something? No, Carpathian goat herders.
5: Really? That's so cool!
6: So what, you just come sneaking in from Finland or something?
5: Uh, sweetie, if the Carpathian Mountains aren't in Finland, they're-
6: Whatever, no big deal. Welcome to the country, Azzy.
2: Azzy? Huh?: <laughs> Azzy? Yeah, is there a problem? Oh, no problem. I'm just going to really enjoy watching you die. What?
3: Sorry about him, he's just a little deranged. Come on, Azzy, we have to go get to class.
1: My name is not- With the ringing of the bell, Alice and Azzy- ASMODEUS! Alice and Asmodeus joined Zack and Laurel for a typical high school morning. Bored students with vacant stares fought to keep the oxygen flowing to their brains, as teachers tried in vain to get them to pay attention. Alice really wasn't sure what to make of it. Her education had consisted of constant exercise, sparring, and lectures and vital information that could one day save her life. Now having to just listen to historical anecdotes and geometry formulae for hours on end Alice found it very difficult to sit still. Nevertheless, she found some of the mental challenges rather invigorating, and she had never before met so many others her own age.
2: There's just so many people here. I know. Blondes, brunettes, ooh, redheads. It's like a buffet.
3: Don't even think about it. We are supposed to be keeping a low profile, remember? Let's just go to the cafeteria, eat our lunch, and go back to class without making a scene.
2: Yes, mummy. You know, you could stand to enjoy yourself here, too.
3: We're here because we're on a mission.
2: So? We will find whatever this thing is and I'll kill it. Doesn't mean we can't have fun on the way. I mean, there's probably even a guy in this place who finds you attractive. Going to lunch?
3: Hey, s- s- you? Yes,
6: we are. Good, I'm starving. Cafeteria is this way. And just what
2: makes you think you can join us? Why not? What, are you two dating? Sweet god, no. We're friends? I suppose. Friends.
6: Cool. I am totally down with friends.
5: Zach! Guys, wait up! Zach, right, yes. Man, that was an interesting history class. I never thought I'd see a grown man cry in front of a whole classroom.
2: Please, he had it coming. Think he could teach me history? And then Edison invented this. Then he invented that. The Edison I knew ripped off half his inventions and was a complete and total asshole.
3: What do you mean, the Edison you knew? Oh, look! The cafeteria. I don't know about you, but I'm starving.
2: (laughs) Indeed. Let's see.
6: I got my standard PB and J. Laurel's got a chicken salad. Alice with what appears to be turkey on wheat, and Asmodeus with a thermos filled
3: with tomato juice. He's on a special diet.
2: I do have to look good for the ladies. Hi, ladies. Hi. Screw Edison and his light bulb. The greatest invention of the past century is definitely the cheerleader. Excuse me. And off he goes. So,
3: so. So... How do you, like... Have either of you seen or heard about any violent, unnatural deaths lately? That wasn't going to be my first topic of conversation. It's a hobby of mine. So, have you heard of any?
5: Well, Coach Ferguson was found murdered last week.
3: Thomas Ferguson, age 45. Yeah, they didn't tell us any
6: details, but it sounded like he was hacked up into pieces. Where was the body found? In the athletic office, past the gym. I see...
3: How much longer until our next class? About 30 more minutes. Okay. Asmodeus? Asmodeus?
2: So, Tricia, when you girls are doing one of your splits, <laughs> can you really bend your legs far enough to-
3: Azzy! Jesus, what? We have something to do. Now! Yes, now.
2: Sorry, Tricia. Princess Cockblock has a task for me.
5: Aww.
1: Let's get this over with.
5: Your new girlfriend sure is strange.
1: Tell me about it. Asmodeus and Alice discreetly made their way out of the cafeteria and towards the athletic office where the mutilated corpse of Coach Ferguson had been found. Asmodeus continued to grumble as they stealthily entered the now-vacant office and began to look around.
3: According to the autopsy reports, the victim's brain, heart, lungs, and intestines were missing, which means they were most likely taken for some form of ritual. What are you getting? (sighs)
2: Lots of blood, but also sandalwood, frankincense, and other scented candles. This was definitely a ritual sacrifice.
3: What do you think, necromancer?
2: I think, after their cheerleading practice is over, Tricia will probably fall for my old tortured creature of the night routine.
3: When we get back, I'm telling Uncle Lawrence to have you fixed.
1: Better women than you have tried.
3: Wait, what did he say? I don't know, I can't hear a thing.
1: Unbeknownst to Alice and Asmodeus, our two heroes had company. Zack and Laurel, their curiosity intrigued, could not help but follow and observe. Now hiding in a nearby cramped supply closet, the two struggled to understand their new friends and their odd behavior, not the slightest bit aware that they would soon learn more than they'd ever cared to know.
5: Uh, Zack, you're standing on my foot!
6: Sorry, is that better?
5: Yes, now if you just stop breathing on me, it will be perfect. I'm not
6: breathing on you.
5: Yes, you are, and it smells awful. What flavor of mouthwash do you use, dead
6: pig? Laurel, I'm in front of you, so how can I be breathing on you? Well if it's not you, then who is it? Uh, scream? Scream!
3: Ah! What the? Zack! Laurel! Monster! Monster!
2: Zombie. Uh, Both of you,
1: get back. Jumping in front of her frightened companions, Alice adopted a warrior's stance and drew a knife she'd had concealed under her sleeve. Glancing around the room, instinctually studying the whole situation as she had done countless times in her years of training, she tensed her legs forward and prepared to lunge and strike the creature when it- Hey! Too slow. You- you ripped its head off. Only way to stop it from moving again.
5: Oh my god! Oh my god, that was Jack Donovan from the basketball team!
2: Was being the operative word. Who are you people?
3: There's a necromancer on your campus, and we're the ones here to stop it.
1: Unfortunately, Zack and Laurel were not the only ones to hear that. Cradled before his scrying pool, the necromancer watched his future adversaries and chuckled.
0: (laughs) Those fools. Two new students suddenly admitted into the school right as I begin my climb to power. I knew those two had come looking for me, and now I have proof. Soon they shall fall before my power, as will all who challenge Zalgar, Master of Death! Ha 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 ha! Dexter, what are you
4: doing? Get out of here, Jesse! The stall is occupied. Why are you screaming into a toilet bowl?
0: It's my scrying pool.
4: Whatever freak.
0: Hey! I'm not suffering your insults anymore! You may have bullied me for the past seven years, but things have changed. Oh, really? Yes! Now, say you're sorry, and I may not unleash my zombie horde upon you. Yeah? Where is your zombie horde? Around.
4: Well, they better get here fast, or you're getting a swirly. What?
0: No! No swirlies! Wait! Stop it!
1: Alice's first day at school had proven to be an eventful one. She had made new friends, introduced them to monsters and shattered their notions of reality, and then had to write an essay on Rime of the Ancient Mariner before playing dodgeball. She and Asmodeus had proven quite frightening at dodgeball. All these exercises seemed ridiculous to Alice, now that she knew there was a necromancer on the loose, but nevertheless she did them in order to blend in. Asmodeus cut class to go watch the cheerleaders practice. Later, the school day finally over, they returned to their hotel room and Alice had a long phone call with her Uncle Lawrence.
3: Yes, Uncle Lawrence, we're going to need that many consecrated shotgun shells. But you know
4: how much those voodoo bokar charge for imbuing ammunition. They cost an arm and a leg.
0: Literally!
3: We're dealing with a necromancer who's been raising the dead, and those shells will stop them in their tracks. Couldn't
1: you chop their heads off? That works right.
3: Yes, if there's only one or two. But if we get swarmed by them, we won't exactly be able to chop off their heads one at a time.
0: What if you got them to stand next to each other and just went down the line?
3: Uncle Lawrence.
4: All
2: right, I'll have them sent to you immediately. Just please don't waste them. I promise. Uncle Penny Pincher trying to stiff us again?
3: He means well. He just doesn't
1: understand. Hold it. His hand raised. Asmodeus perked up his ears, sniffed the air, and then silently walked over to the door. Grasping the doorknob carefully, he suddenly wrenched it open and stood back. Ah! Uh, hi.
6: Hello. Oh, look.
1: Room service.
6: (laughs) Ha, that's a good,
2: that's a joke, right?
5: Yeah, you're like a friendly vampire, right?
2: Well, I do sometimes play with my food.
3: Asmodeus, no. What are you two doing here? We're here to help. Help?
2: Yeah, there's a necro-something-or-other
6: terrorizing our school, and we're going to put a stop to it. So what's the plan?
3: The plan is you two go home and let us take care of it.
5: Oh, come on! You can't expect us to just walk away after what just happened this afternoon.
3: Of
2: course not. That would be the smart thing to do.
3: Look, I know you two want to help, but there's nothing you can do. Asmodeus has vampire strength, and I've been training for this my entire life. How many fighting disciplines have you mastered? Including video games? None. What weapons are you proficient in? Paper football?
6: So what can you do? Well, I can be the lovable jokester who's always there to give snappy,
2: sarcastic comments. Yeah, that'll be useful against the hideous forces of darkness. What about you?
5: Oh, well, I'm smart. I always get straight A's, so I could be like your research girl? Or magic! I could study witchcraft. Do you need a witch?
2: No, we do not need a witch.
5: But I've already started. Right after school got out, I went to the black hat magic shop, and I got these...
2: Magic shop. You think the secrets to the dark and mystical arts are on sale next to the scented candles and sapphic love poetry? Those books might come in handy the next time you want to dance naked with your fellow lesbians on the vernal equinox, but as far as actual power goes, they're completely worthless. (laughs)
3: lesbian?
2: Just wait till college.
5: What's that
3: supposed to- Okay, thank you for offering to help, but it's clear you two would just get in the way, and since you can't help us- We know the students.
5: Hey, yeah, one of our classmates is a necromancer, but you don't know who. We've been going to that school for almost two years, so if you want to find out who it is, you're
3: going to need us.
2: Okay, so who do you think the necromancer is? Uh, Well- Thought so.
3: Have you guys seen anything unusual? Has anybody you know suddenly changed their behavior? Cut off contact with their old friends?
6: Well, no. I mean, there was always that group of nerds who played Dungeons and Dragons.
3: Dungeons and Dragons? People at your school play Dungeons and Dragons?
1: Yeah, what's the big deal? Alice and Asmodeus sighed, shaking their heads at their new friend's naivete.
3: Dungeons and Dragons is a terrible influence on young minds. People who play it can become lost in their own fantasy world, unable to distinguish it from reality. It often leads to experimenting with the occult.
2: Plus, one of the original writers put actual Sumerian death and summoning spells in random copies of the first three printings. Most of the warlocks I fought in recent years started off as gamers.
6: Oh, really? That must be it then. Let's see, there's uh, Jack Kempner, Ben Stone,
3: um... Kevin
5: Scott, Dexter Smith, and... Ivan Wrinkler! They're always spending lunch playing that game in the school basement. It's gotta be one of them!
3: Wait, the basement?
1: Narrowing her eyes, Alice opens her laptop and starts to pour through her files until she finds the right one. What's
3: up? I was curious what the zombie was doing at the school in the daytime. They're dormant in the day unless their master is actively controlling them, but it couldn't just move around in the hallways or it would have been noticed. So? So? So that's when I decided to pull the school's blueprints off the internet. Note, the extensive basement with access points over the entire building.
6: That's it then. Alright, let's saddle up and move out.
3: No, we're waiting on some equipment to get here tomorrow, and when it comes, Asmodeus and I are going in alone. I'm sorry, but you two just aren't ready for what we might face.
6: Hey, one way or the other, we're coming. Try all you like, there is no way you can
2: get us just leaving. Hey, whoa! (laughs) Asmodeus! Well, your way wasn't getting through to them. How about it,
1: princess?
5: Uh, Leaving! I'm leaving!
1: Disheartened, Zack and Laurel left the hotel room and started walking back to their cars. In one day, their world had suddenly grown larger and more amazing than they had ever thought possible. But the two of them would only see one glimpse of it before going back to their normal, mundane lives.
5: I can't believe those magic books I bought are all worthless. I'm not a lesbian.
6: I can't believe they just expect us to go to school tomorrow like nothing's happened. We find out there's zombies attacking our school and what, we're just supposed to go to math class?
5: I'm not a lesbian.
6: I say, screw them. We're going with them after the zombies whether they like it or not.
5: I'm not a... Laurel? Oh, right. Screw them.
6: Damn straight. Why, the next time we face one of those things, we'll... We'll... Is that guy following us? I think so. Walk faster?
5: Walk faster.
1: Laurel... He's walking faster.
5: He's not really walking, he's lurching. Run? Run!
1: Alas, it was too late. Two more zombies lying in wait emerged, trapping the two of them. Zack lunged forward and punched the closest zombie in the face, but while his punch was right on target, it had absolutely no effect. In response, the zombie picked him up and hurled him against a nearby wall. (laughs) The other three zombies moved towards Laurel. The last thing Zach saw before losing consciousness was his best friend being picked up and dragged, kicking and screaming off into the night.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, my dear. I hope my minions weren't too rough.
1: Laurel awoke to find herself tied to a chair in a musty basement room clearly long forgotten by those above and filled with outdated furniture from another era. The room was dark, lit only by a few scattered candles, and in front of her was a man in a cloak. At first she thought it was a particularly large cloak, but she quickly saw that instead it was a particularly small man.
0: Dexter? That is no longer my name! From now on, you shall address me as Zalgar, Master of Death.
5: Okay, uh, Zalgar? Master of Death? Any chance you could untie me?
0: Perhaps. I want to. I have always admired you, ever since I first sat next to you in eighth grade English. That's
5: sweet. So, untie now?
0: Of course. I knew you never liked plain old nerdy Dexter. Nobody liked Dexter. That's why girls always laughed in my face and I got stuffed into trash cans nearly twice a day. But things are different now. Aren't they Jessie?
4: Yes, Master Zalgar, to whom I am but a pitiful insect that deserves to be stomped.
0: Is that Jessie Howitzer? It was. Jessie Howitzer liked to beat me up and shove me into the girl's locker room, but I like her better this way.
4: Thank you, O oh Shining Beacon of Perfection. I've always been jealous of you
0: and eat my own vomit. <laughs> You might have rejected Dexter, but nobody can resist me now.
5: You know what they say. Necromancy is the ultimate aphrodisiac. Exactly! So since I can't possibly resist your charms, how about letting me out of this chair?
0: Certainly. But first, tell me everything you know about the two new students who are planning to stop me.
5: Uh, What new students?
0: Please. I knew they were after me the second they got here. I want to know their names their strengths, and most of all, their weaknesses.
5: And if I say no? Let me put it
0: this way. I used to have trouble talking to living girls, but I've gotten very good at talking to dead ones.
1: Things looked grim indeed for dear Laurel, bound in the basement at the mercy of a necromancer, with serious entitlement issues. Unknown to both Zalgar and Laurel, however, was that her three rescuers had already reached the school and were quickly making their way to one of the basement access points. Immediately after regaining consciousness, Zack had gone back to the hotel room and told Alice and Asmodeus about the situation. Gathering what weapons they had, Alice, Asmodeus, and Zack headed straight for the school. Right before entering the basement, Alice stopped them and turned to Zack one last time.
3: Zack,
6: I'm going, Alice, and there's nothing
3: you can say to stop me. We don't know how many will be down there. It's dangerous enough going in there before the special ammunition arrives. Which is why you need another person. You have no training, no experience,
2: no- Alice, he's coming with us. What? His best friend has been taken. She could be down there right now. There's not a thing we can do to keep him from coming, so we should stop wasting time.
6: Yeah, thanks, Azzy.
2: Oh, don't mention it.
3: <sighs> okay. Zach? Zach? You better take the shotgun. Remember, we only have eight rounds of consecrated ammunition, so make them
2: count. Right. What about you guys?
3: Well, I've got my favorite Bavarian battle axe, and Asmodeus.
1: Is Asmodeus, shall we? Together they descended into the dank, dark corridors of the school basement. Asmodeus led the way, occasionally stopping to sniff the air before continuing on the trail. Tensions ran high for Alice eager to prove herself in battle, and Zack, wanting only to rescue his best friend for over ten years. Finally, all three heard a ritualistic chanting as strange incense wafted through the air. The trio ran forward, bursting into a most unwelcome scene. There lay Laurel, still alive and panicking as she fought the straps that tied her to a table. There stood Zalgar, knife overhead as he stopped his chanting to see his three adversaries before him.
6: Let her go, Dexter.
0: That is not my name, Zack. The boy you knew as Dexter is no more. For now, I am Zalgar, Master of Death.
2: Wow. My career just hit an all-time low.
6: Zalgar, Dexter, whatever. Just let her go, now.
0: please. Hmm. I had not planned on facing you tonight, but it appears fate had other plans. No matter... I, Zalgar, master of death, can face anyone who dares challenge
3: him!
2: I mean, seriously, this is a mercy killing. Trust me, Zalgar,
3: you have no idea who you're dealing with. I'm giving you this one chance to make things easy.
0: Hmm, I don't know. Maybe we should talk this over with my friends. Everybody, meet my friends!
1: Here we go. As zombies poured into the room from all three doors, Alice, Asmodeus, and Zack rushed to meet them. With swift, precise swings, zombie head after zombie head fell to Alice's axe. Zack slowly made his way to the world, blasting any zombies between them, while Asmodeus ripped zombies apart at speeds faster than the human eye could even detect. What?
0: No, get them! Get them! Not like that! Come on! Just,
1: whoa! Holy mother of- Jumping back, Zalgar turned and barreled out of the nearest exit just as Zack finally made his way to Laurel.
6: Get away from her, you undead bastard! Uh,
2: Alice? Help! Hold on, guys, I'm- No, you need to get Zalgar. What? But- but Zack and Laurel- Don't worry, I'll take care of them.
1: Right. Jumping to the left and dodging between two zombies, Alice bolted through the door in pursuit of Zalgar. Meanwhile, the zombies continued to press upon Zack and Laurel. Zack hit at the zombies with his shotgun as a club, until one of them managed to snatch it away and throw it across the room. Things were looking grim. Azzy, little help? The zombies pressed in on them. Getting closer and closer, Laurel would have screamed had she not been so terrified. Azzy! Closer and closer the zombies came, preparing to tear the two of them limb from limb. The stench of dead flesh filled their entire world as the reanimated killing machine surrounded them, preparing for the final attack. Yes, those zombies were getting pretty close now. Certain doom surrounded them until... until come on, are you going to rescue them or not? No. What? What?
2: What? I said no.
1: But you're supposed to... You have
2: an obligation to... I have an obligation to the Belford family. They are not Belfords. But Alice... Never told me to save them. Did she? Azzy! That's not my name.
5: Asmodeus! Asmodeus, you strong, friendly vampire, you! How about rescuing us now?
6: Mm, Nope. Come on, Asmodeus, just... uh,
2: Oh, that does look painful.
1: Holy mother of... Um... Zalgar ran down the basement corridor, searching for an exit before he realized the door he'd chosen only led to a dead end. Turning around, he saw Alice, axe in hand with a determined look in her eye.
3: End of the line, Zalgar. No, 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 it can't end this way! Stay back or I'll destroy you! I doubt it. Your power lies in your zombies, and they're all back there getting destroyed. You've lost. I
0: can't lose! I spent my whole life losing. I won't do it anymore. Do you have any idea what it's been like at this school? The beatings, the pantings, the wedgies, the swirlies. Day after day after day. Do you have any idea what it's like for high school to be nothing but a living hell?
3: No, I don't.
0: Can't you understand? You can't tell me high
3: school isn't hell for you, too. Maybe high school is hell. Maybe it isn't. Don't know, don't care. I'm the hunter. I hunt down monsters, beasts, and people like you, who cross the line.
0: Wait! Join me! With your strength combined with my powers? Together we can rule the world!
3: Not interested.
0: Wait, just-
2: Loser.
3: Asmodeus! I had this under control!
2: Oh, really? What was your plan? Talking to death?
3: You know damn well!
0: (laughs) You fool! You think that snapping my neck is going to stop me? I am Zalgar, master of death! Nothing can stop my
3: power, you hear me? Nothing! See? I can take care of things myself.
2: Sure, after I killed him for you.
3: Excuse me? Did he stop moving after you killed him? I don't think so. Please, it's not like you- Wait, where are Zack and Laurel?
2: Hmm? Oh, they're dead. What? Yeah, ripped to pieces by zombies.
3: You said you were going to take care
2: of them! And I did. Why? What do you think I meant?
3: But- but, uh, uh, Let- let's just go home.
2: Aw, do we really have to leave? You know, Trisha invited me to the Sadie Hawkins dance.
1: Shut up. And so, the evil necromancer defeated our two heroes, had once again saved the world from dark and sinister forces- Proving that good will always triumph over evil. Tune in next time for another thrilling adventure here on Friend of the Family. Oh, Jesus, I need to get a new protagonist.
0: This is Friend of the Family, created by C. Paris, and is a Strange and Unusual production. Please visit our website at strangeandunusual.com. That's S-T-R-A-N-G-E-N-U-N-U-S-U-A-L.com. Thank you.